Do you like to read? Are you tired of the podcasts out there that just skim the surface of books? Or how about the book clubs that are designed to just get you to buy the book? Yeah, we were tired of those too. My name is Alan, and along with my friend Phil, I was tired of all of those superficial discussions of books. We wanted something deeper. So we created this podcast for us to discuss what we wanted, to dive deep into the books we read. Are you ready? Because this ain't your mother's book club. This is Two Dudes with an Opinion. Recording now, at least. Now he is. You missed it. You missed I it, honey. Know. Oh boy. How are you? I'm good. I am good. I'm spectacular, actually. Um, two jars. Okay. But they're not jars. They're mugs. Mugs, because you know, you know, and a handful of money. Okay. <laughs> huh, Bulgarian coins. Bulgarian coins. No, no fake money here. No fake money. No fake money. The real thing. Listen to this. Tell me if you can hear that. Dang, that's loud. That that's loud. Here's option B. First one was a bit better because of the higher tone. Okay, how about if I put it over here? Meh. All right. <laughs> First or second where. position. So it, number one or number two? Number one. Number two or number three? This this should be a poll for the group. <laughs> See, that one had a nice sound to it when you just, when you dropped it right in. It was like, ding, 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 ding. I like it. Okay. Uh, all right, so I got a chair full of coins. Chair. Um, I did better. Like, uh, on my call the other night with the the crew, Defsub's crew, I only swore once, and that was like at the end. And then I stopped and recording, did, and it didn't count anymore. Whatever I said. Did they uh, they reward you for that? No, no, I don't even think they hear, listen to my. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think nobody oh, listens. There you to go. First one. <laughs> Oh, dang. <laughs> gotcha. Right off the bat. <laughs> it did not take I long. Was, it did not take long. Oh, no. I'm a bad patriot. I'm a bad oh, patriot. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, man. Our... <laughs> I got one of my buddies drinking coffee without sugar. And... um. Yeah, he's, he's like, you know, I've tried for years to drink coffee without sugar, and I go, well, what's the trouble? He's like, I kind of, I kind of like it, you know, with sugar. I tried, I just couldn't do it. I go, do you drink your bourbon with sugar? He goes, well, no. I go, your scotch, your whiskey, anything. Do you put sugar in there? He goes, well, no. I go, do you drink any of those? Like, it's okay if I'm insulting you. I take it back, right? He's like, no, I'm I drink that crap. Insulted. Yeah, right? And uh, and you should be, right? Because I'm, I'm talking about, uh, you know, men that you can drink and carry it. I'm uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's insulting. 
Oh, that is no. an insult. <laughs> no, I, it, we'll have one day. We'll have a discussion about uh, about me and drinking. <laughs> Today is not that day. You, you, uh, I you know, it's it's oh. not for everybody. Um, I think that like I can no. drink like two good coffees in a day, and then I need to yeah. stop. Right? Yeah. I probably yeah. say for me, coffee is is not my social drink. Mm. Um. Like I'll get shaky and then you're kind of nervous and it's not fun to be around. Right. So I know my limits. Yeah. Um, everybody's got something. Eggs, any, probably not a good mix before a party. Oh right? boy. That, that just sounds awful. <laughs> like plain awful, completely and horrendously <laughs> awful. I just said uh, the most appropriate thing in our show history. I hope. <laughs> I hope that's it. I hope that's the only thing that, that is the most inappropriate thing. Because <laughs> we could go super inappropriate, and we have. Yeah, yeah, and we will. I'm, yeah, I'm sure we have. But it's only up from here. Usually. <laughs> I saw you yeah. enjoyed that article that I sent you. <laughs> yeah, I love that article. That was fun. I mean, we, um, I was just like, this is. This is good. <laughs> this, this was good. Number six was what I was making fun of my guy for, actually, my buddy, uh, my guy. Let me see. Let me my see. boo. What was number six? What was number six? What was number six? Oh, going there. Uh, oh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. Now, now you see why I brought it into the conversation. It yeah. ties back. My see, mind so, map may not be as well organized as yours. <laughs> But it's there. <laughs> There's a map. But see, here, here, here's the thing. So, like right now, I am technically, technically drinking black coffee in the sense that it looks black inside. But <laughs> I have sweetened it with honey. Oh, a little bit of honey by my side. Okay, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. I knew when to cut that one off. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm kind of thinking about going back to creamer and because oh. I kind of miss it's mainly. So here, here's the thing. Like I really, I do like black coffee. And uh, when I have mm -hmm. a, a, like a good cup of coffee, good flavor and everything, yeah. I do enjoy that. I think that's very good, but I also, there are certain flavors that I do enjoy having in my coffee and like vanilla is one of them. Like I like a little bit of vanilla in my coffee. Vanilla is nice. So I'm either going to continue. And you're not married. Doing... So you can be a little bit promiscuous with your coffee. It's okay. Yep, exactly. I mean, come on. I got to try the it. Freedom. <laughs> got to try things. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. uh, but like the, so I'm, I'm considering either going and getting like a quote unquote healthier creamer. Oh, like, almond. I, I don't, I don't know what that is yet <laughs> or getting some sort of like a vanilla extract and, or something vanilla flavoring that's not artificial and doesn't have a ton of sugar in it. And just like putting a drop or two in my coffee when I drink it along with the honey still, because the, cause that honey, like just, just a little bit of sweetness takes off the edge of it and it's nice. That's what I like. It does. My favorite thing about coffee is that edge though. It's kind of like the yeah. bourbon edge. But see, that's that's why I think uh, that's why I like the honey is because you still get that edge, mm -hmm. but you also get like a little bit of a sweetness. That's like it, it's it's really interesting. It's very different than doing normal sugar, just like doing plain sugar, plain sugar just really takes over. Um, but you throw honey into it. It changes it. it. It's a very different flavor. I would recommend 
trying a little bit of it at one point. But anywho, I mean, how's your ego today? My hmm. ego is spectacular. Um, I mean, I like to say that just my bragging about not saying certain words. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and you caught me within thirty seconds, which was uh-huh. also spectacular. I mean, um, I'm surrounded by greatness, mostly myself. But now that you're here, it's like twice as much. <laughs> and you know what? The good thing is, there's enough room in here for me not to feel like claustrophobic about it. I like having expanded egos in my space. Something about it just makes me happy. Okay, cool. That works, but. You know, it also doesn't at times. Oh, no. What are you saying? This is what boxing gloves are for. Mm, I, I cannot disagree with that one. That, that That's very true. So I was watching. Um, oh, my gosh. So I've gotten I've really gotten into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Oh. And they there, there's a whole like like a lot of sports. There's a whole sports circuit behind it professional types and there was a like huge match last night and i tried staying up watching it and it was just going on and on and on and on normally the matches are like 15 20 minutes long that's a lot of energy uh, no what that's a lot of energy yeah but no 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 this one went on for almost two hours because it was a no time limit match and i could not stay up i had to turn i had to go to bed it was getting really late so i don't even remember why i was bringing this up i just was saying i'm yeah so yeah you're you're thinking about your ego Oh, matches. Uh, you were talking about uh, <laughs> punching and uh, all that stuff, and yeah, yeah. Boxing. I'm more I mean, there's a lot of punching. There's a lot of ego in uh, jujitsu too, like lots of ego. And there's like this goofy, goofy phrase of "check your ego" or "check your ego at the door" and stuff. And it was actually kind of interesting. I was listening to a podcast recently, and the guy was talking about ego. And how in many ways it is bad because it does get you to do things that you shouldn't, or I should say like it is. So in the context of jujitsu, it gets you to um, like, you don't tap when you should. And so then you get injured. And my, my, my dog is being super adorable right now. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Isn't that right? I love those creatures. She's also kind of feeling a little, I don't know, sleepy right now. So, oh um, my gosh, she's trying to get in. Uh, anyway, as I uh, distract everybody with my dog and I'm petting, and he was right. saying, you know, like that aspect of ego is bad. Like that's, that is bad because you don't want to get injured because if you get injured, then you end up not being able to train for a while, <clears throat> things like sure. that. But without but, that ego, you wouldn't be in the first place. Oh, shut yeah. up for a second. Yeah, I'm just diving. I'm getting there. Don't jump the gun. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> um, yeah. So as you were alluding to there, is, but there is an aspect of ego that is good because he was saying, you know, the other part of it is that if you 
if you do tap and, and you do get up, like you feel horrible about that. You hate that. You don't like that. And so your ego then pushes you to become better at it. And so it's kind of like the idea of having a controlled ego, like knowing when to let it direct you or when to listen to it and follow it and when not to do that. I I think is the, I think that's the important part, but I, I, yeah. Yeah. Just like drinking in college. I know you didn't when you were in college, right? But when you're young, you don't know when to tap out. Right after the fifth keg, the third bottle of gin, I don't drink gin anymore. But you know what I'm saying? You got to know, maintain that ego. That's why young college boys struggle with their alcoholism. Young college boys are idiots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the good thing about college, right? You go there to. That might be, you know. I know some people don't like college, right? I think it's a great way for you to waste your parents and uh, hard work to earn money for decades and decades. Um, maybe gener- a good way to waste generational wealth and to build some good relationships of other people that didn't achieve stuff and also have high debt. Yeah. I mean, well, to be perfectly honest, I am in because hmm, hmm. i don't i don't want to go down this route of this discussion okay because <laughs> it's a Fine. good discussion and we i'm actually more about, pro college than that but not by oh all no that. i am <laughs> at this point i am anti-college i am yeah i i am and a lot of it just has to do with the way they are run and the so especially for computer science uh i believe that you can go to uh so i okay (laughs) we're there we are and i'll try and keep it brief because we probably will want to do like a full on podcast or discussion about it Uh, basically i believe in the apprentice model i think the apprentice model is much better uh for especially for computer science than going to college uh, I think the idea of somebody going and getting a, a degree and sitting there and going through classes, talking about tons of algorithms and things like that, that really have no bearing on what they're actually going to be doing as um, developers is a waste of time and money. However, with that, uh, but I, so with that, I believe in the apprentice model where you uh, start have, where you basically come out of high school. And if you want to become a computer programmer, you go and apprentice at a company and a company hires you on and you kind of set like a, you set, sign, uh, set up and sign up uh, a contract saying, okay, we know that you don't know anything and we are going to teach you. So you need to be here for X number of years. And if you leave during that time, you have to pay us a, a, a substantial fee. So basically- Can they like, do that in America? Yeah, you can do that. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, you can do that. It's all very uh, it's all contract law. It it all falls under that. As long as you know what you are signing in contract law and and Mm -hmm. as long as there is value received and given. Yep. Value received and given. As long as you uh, are the uh, benefits and uh, negatives are explained to you properly and you understand it. You, you can do stuff like that. It's like contract law, of it, and I'm a I'm a big proponent of like the the libertarian in me 
is like just wants to go throw out the whole system, do everything by contract law. Like that's that's the libertarian in me. But I yeah. I like I I have a good idea where that can go. That's terrific. Yeah, I mean, I can see honestly. I could like I could see that and see that it is a good thing. But I can also see the horrendous evils that could come about because of it. So it's just one of the. It's weird. Anyway, like that's what I believe. I think, especially for computer science, I think an apprentice model would work much better um, because we there's a lot of things that we can teach on the job that do get taught in. Um, in the what, what do you call uh, in college and uh-huh. then there's a lot of things in college. college that we can kind of skip over and say yeah you really don't need to know about that you just need to know that that exists or or you you just need it here's how you if you want to dive deep into the theory behind certain things here's how we can we can we can facilitate that and we can help you and we can guide you through that and, and show you how that theory actually applies in your current job things like that like i think that would i think that's better mm-hmm. Yep. I think I was very successful in college, but that's because I could program pretty good before I got to college. And I, yeah, I, um, I, I struggle to say this because I had like zero maturity at the age of 18 or whatever I was when I went to college. Um, like I was probably negative mature. Oh, most likely. (laughs) So so you think I'm slightly positive now, but (laughs) So, so you're, what you're saying is you, when you walked through those college doors, you brought down the entire maturity level of the college. I say maybe the state. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and my ego is, is okay with that, right? Um, for now. For, for now. For now. Uh, but the, um, I think that I don't – big part of me says I don't think four years is long enough to program – to yeah. do all that and to develop yeah. the mental processes you really yeah. have to develop and to experiment the way you have to, uh, to really appreciate the $200,000 bill you're going to get for that four year experience. Agreed. I agree with that. I, um, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, if I was Martin Luther, I would say, uh, college should, you know, you should have a freshman year that you should go work for 10 years. And then you should finish your next three years. It's a bad idea. I could see that. That would be a good one. Or you know, ten is excessive. But it's just a number. Like the the yeah. point. Take your maturity, multiply that by something. Yeah. And go mean, there. The, the, the point of what you're saying is essentially go get the basics of programming. Understand what the basics of programming are. Yep. Go out into the real world and get Apprentice, your maybe. Yeah. Get your yep. <laughs> get your experience, understand, like see a whole lot more of what's going on. And then when, or if you're ready to go back and finish that degree, go back and finish the degree. Like if it has value for you at that time. Yep. Yep. I'm that. looking at a lot of people that went graduated. Uh, honestly, most of my friends graduated bachelor's degrees and it was not useful for them. Yeah. And yeah. it was expensive. It was super a lot expensive. of, and they struggle through those whole four years. And some were depressed. Yeah. Some were emotionally disturbed. Some just were not ready for it. Yep. Um, I have a. Uh, I had a, my old college roommate. He went to um, school for mechanical engineering, and now, if I remember correctly, now I if again if I remember correctly, now he's a physician's assistant. 
a completely different field. Like he went, he got his degree in mechanical engineering, tried it for like a couple of years and then, um, uh, then went to, Oh God, I decided this isn't for me, got into being an EMS and just ended up loving that a whole lot more. And it's funny. I think he, I don't know. I, I think for him, it was very much along the lines of, I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like when he went, uh, when he went into college, uh-huh. But he liked cars and he really enjoyed cars and he thought, okay, let me do something along those lines. And he just continued that. And then when he got into the real world and got exposed to the like the actual job, then he realized, oh, this isn't for me. And uh-huh. he went back to something that he actually really loved because he, I remember him talking about throughout college what he loved, that he loved the idea of going and being um, EMS and, and doing that type Rescue of stuff. Rescue Ranger. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. But so uh, it, it's kind of, it's, it, yeah, I, I, I know a lot of people are like that. Or I know people who went and got like communications degrees and aren't doing anything with it or history degrees or things like that. It's just, and they're not doing that type of stuff. And a lot of it for me, I believe is that one, we've put such a massive emphasis on college for, on, for people and we've said you should go to college right after high school. Like, I don't think that's a good. Did we just lose all our college sponsors? <laughs> uh, maybe uh, unless we get somebody like Hillsdale College, who's, you know, doesn't care. Um, <laughs> that's how uh, I like my sponsors. What? That's how I like my sponsors. Not to care. We don't care. Just we don't we'll give you money. <laughs> get your name out there. Get our name out yep, there. <laughs> um but so like i i think we put such a massive emphasis on it saying you graduate from high school you have to go to college now like i think that's a bad thing i think the, i think we need to to take a step back and um ask people or ask uh, high school graduates hey don't rush into it because because it's getting so expensive for for multiple reasons um but all, but like it, 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 for See, one, it's nice. like all my like my top 10 reasons for not going to college have nothing to do with the money that's true i i know that there are there's i'm just using that as a really good example because there's a lot of uh, people complaining about how expensive college is these days and how in debt they are and how they want to forgive student loans and want those loans forgiven which is idiotic right you think we're yesterday we it was announced that we are at uh, the us is at 9.1 percent inflation if you forgive student loans because the only way you can forgive student loans is by printing a ton of money what do you think that's going to do to the inflation rate who cares 9.1 20 50 percent right just start collecting 50 percent taxes <laughs> you mean you'd like be Europe? all set yeah, seventy five percent, right? It's true. The poor love paying taxes. Oh, absolutely, completely. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think uh, when you get rid of the real money, um, and they realize what uh, the that their cryptocurrency is trackable, 
it's going to be rough. <laughs> True. Now we're going to talk about crypto. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm not jumping into there. I should have shut up. <laughs> so what are we? Maybe I should throw a coin just for saying crypto. <laughs> Maybe you should. Because <laughs> I mean, coin. Yeah, we're going to call crypto a bad word here. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can dive into too many crazy stuff. All right, all right, all right. We have spent like. 20 some odd minutes talking about stuff. All of this is definitely going on the public portion because I think that is a, a good discussion. But it was why fun did we, Yeah, it was good. I mean, I think we could, I think we should continue talking about it at some point and tease it out some more. Um, there's probably some good books that we could read on the subject, but whatever. Well, all right. So we kind of talked, we started talking about it and we started diving into it, talking about ego. And the chapter that we are talking about today in Extreme Ownership is called Check the Ego. Um, so I've stated this. Check it out. <laughs> Sorry. So I've stated Sorry. this before uh, and I'll state it again. I This chapter is a good chapter in the sense that it's a good topic to talk about in my, like this is all my opinion. And Phil, I think, uh, has shares a slightly different one. Um, I, uh, I think it's good. It might be better. Oh, sure. See, ego. Um, like it's a good chapter because it's good, uh, a good subject to cover, especially in the topic of leadership and business and, and uh, special forces and things like that. But I do feel like it's not as strong of a chapter as other uh, other books out there. Um, I think that there are other books that are much better at talking about ego and, and, and exploring ego than this chapter. I think it's just, I think this one's just very focused on the practical aspects of it. So. Which is fair. It's good to at least flush it out. Mm -hmm. The, um, I mean, it's not a dichotomy of leadership after all. You think that one that book was better than this one? Yes, actually. Cool. Um, cool. I think the um, so this book is great. It's kind of like the kindergarten of leadership. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's a good and he's probably going to hate me for this for saying that, but they realized a lot of the stuff they said is half, but all right. Phil, do, do I have to throw a coin for that or? Does that count? Yeah, yeah you do. Um, Phil, if you ever like, if we ever get to sit down with with Jocko and Leif, you need to tell that to them. Like, you just absolutely one hundred percent. They'll agree with me. They will laugh at it, and they will will probably love you for it. <laughs> no, but this will probably get back to them. I'm, I'm gonna get like a bomb in my mail or something, and said, you know what? We agree with you. We just can't have you saying in public. <laughs> all right all right all right so this chapter this chapter didn't really start out with a, a full-blown like anecdote let me double check actually because i want to make sure i'm saying this right <laughs> cover and move check the ego yeah it was kind of buttery yeah it was but the case study was really good the business correlation yes was good. the business part was really good um and the the example so here's the thing um they all know leaders that they could have put in there yeah. but 
Yeah. It's so inappropriate to say it. Yeah, you are definitely correct on that. Like, I think one of the big things that I pop that that popped out in my mind uh, for this chapter, as far as anecdotes, so like they they're anic- they they jumped to a, to a bunch of different anecdotes and, and things like that. But the one that popped out in my mind was uh, how special forces have uh, relaxed standards. So like you, how, everybody's watched some sort of special forces movie, right? And at least modern movie. Um, I guess the best example might be American Sniper. Um, and like they've seen pictures of and the the movie and seen the people where the special forces guys are beards, long, scraggly hair. Their uniform is all over the place. Like they they have um, very they tend to have very relaxed standards and that goes way way back what is that this is my remote control of love it's for the air conditioner oh oh boy <laughs> anyway they they have some like very it's just, it's just like a part of their culture and such and part of the pro- problem with that being a part of their culture is not necessarily with with them like it, it it doesn't mean that they are any less professional of warfighters as any other unit out there the problem is their interaction with the other um other branches other uh, forces and so them having a relaxed standard kind of uh, puts them at odds again uh, with like the army for example i, I they re- they use the army as the exa- uh, as an example here and in the army they they their standards are not relaxed they're very um what, what would you call it like hard not hardcore about it um because the marine corps is hardcore about their standards they're go ahead. no the marine corps is not hardcore about standards the marine corps is standard Yes. So th- there's a difference. Like, you know, God yes. is a Marine and <laughs> um, God created standard and logic. Right. Well, so a Marine is not about standards. It's just part of their soul. It's the uh, the whole um, God created the world in six days and the Marines have been running it ever since. <laughs> that That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my father is a Marine. I have so much love for these guys. This is a, a big side topic I'm not going to run into now. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah, because it is a big one to me as well. But they, long and short of it is everybody, every other service, they still have to follow the, the, their, the standards of their service. So like grooming, keeping your uniform, everything, all that stuff. All right. Stop laughing. No, um, I'm sorry. It's just I, I remember going to, to the Army of One. And oh, now, I, then I remembered. We won't ask. Don't tell. Oh God. And then, and then uh, yeah, transitioning. Anyway, <laughs> it's not about my ego this time. No, it's not. <laughs> that was good, though. That was a good uh, Freudian slip, so to speak. <laughs> so anyway, the whole <laughs> getting on top of keys. We're we're about to dive into another one. <laughs> We'll circle back. So coming back to this, I, 
<laughs> oh god, I'm gonna send you a video soon. Hold on, let me write this down. I gotta write this down because I gotta send you this video. You, you also, you will. While, die. while you're doing that, I just want to interject. One of the um, things oh that came to my mind on this one, just the example they gave. Right, I'm not gonna elaborate much. There's a platoon leader. Uh, or it might, I don't know if it's a platoon or what it was, but there's some guys that came into working with them and they just wouldn't communicate, right? They wanted to have the yeah. resources when they wanted yeah. to call in fire for support. But when asked where they were going, they gave a, a, a four grid quadrant, which is a, essentially a kind of big area. It's like we're in Baghdad, right? The east side of Baghdad, which doesn't help prepare anybody for anything. Um, and <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right. So the um, they gave they really gave a ton of examples, but I thought this was the best example. And because my ego is bigger than yours, I'll say it's better than yours. We have a lot big ego fight going on in this in this episode. (laughs) This episode is so fun. I can be silly. We're going to put a poll here at the end of the episode and we're going to ask the audience. Oh, yeah. Right. Who's who do you think whose ego is bigger than the others? It should be three answers. Alan, Phil, (laughs) mine. (laughs) <laughs> i like that i like that a lot <laughs> i think i know which one's gonna win i have no clue <laughs> so my my view of it was like i like the idea uh the one of the relaxed standards because like the the special forces took pride in that they took pride in the a- aspect of we we have relaxed standards and so like their ego was very much like oh we're better than the we're better than the conventional forces because we can follow these relaxed standards and things like that and so and then but Jocko recognized and looked at that and saw well wait a second if we want to work with these guys we have to um mm, uh, we have to, uh, what, what do you call it? We have to match their standards. We have to follow the same thing because we want, we need to work with them and work with them well. And a lot of the people, a lot of the guys under him grumbled and complained about that a lot. So, but anyway. Yeah. Sometimes fitting in bruises yeah. the ego. Yep. Completely. And that's one of the, uh, like one of the aspects of what we were talking about with the, with the Marines, like the, the Marine Corps has an ego, like, any Marine that you you run into and you talk to, they have an ego and, and their ego is generally very much the Marine Corps is the best. And they are her. Um, it's not like it's not wrong, but at the same time, you, you, you it's I, I don't know how to describe it. But for the, the mission, time, it's perfect. What? For their mission, it's perfect. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Exactly. And like one of the things, but one of the things that they do in their um, very well in their basic training is that they break down your ego. They break it down completely and then rebuild you as a a member of the Marine Corps. Like you, you are no longer you, you are a Marine. You are a part of the Marine Corps. Closer to God. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, yep. So there's just like, that's kind of what they were talking about um, throughout it. You, you're right about um, the 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 one anecdote about that guy, and it was interesting because he ended up like that unit ended up getting kicked out of uh, Ramadi, which was it Ramadi or was it? Well, so there's two things, two parts, right? So first of all, the special forces left them. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you know what? We're not going to help you anymore. You're not for us. They went around somewhere else and make big changes somewhere else. And this other group all of a sudden became second to crap. Yep. Uh, that was my feeling. Um, yep. 
and I, I may even know who that was. Uh, anyways, yeah. um, it wasn't me. No divulging secrets. Yeah, because I don't know any. Um, but what's, what was interesting is finally they had a big objective that they wanted to do. And mm-hmm. these guys somehow got put into the area, right? But mm-hmm. they wouldn't let them participate. They mm-hmm. ended up having to be essentially what I, I – they probably got put on security detail for the base. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't play together. Um, learn to no, check your ego. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, so it's like if your kid goes to kindergarten, you can't play together because, you know, he's all that, doesn't want to share his toys. Yep. Uh, maybe same thing. I don't know. I don't I mean, know, actually. So in – Along those lines with that, like it kind of their ego kind of made them blind to just being able to understand that they were the issue. Like, yeah, one of the one of the the, the hardest things to do when for for anybody, I think, in any situation, when you come into a when when you come into conflict with someone, your ego kind of gets in the way of you being able to recognize that maybe you are the issue in that situation. Maybe some, something within you or some, something you are doing is causing you to not see the, the correct um, criticisms and stuff that somebody may be giving you. Um, So a a good example I I can give everybody is uh, from, from a business side, from a tech side, whenever you're in, so uh, in programming, in uh, software engineering, we have what are called retros. Um, We do two week sprints. So at the end of two weeks, we do what's called a retro. And very often that's like, okay, what did we do well? in the last two weeks, what did we, uh, what kind of work do we need to improve on and what didn't work at all? And we need to, to fix this now. And too often what ends up happening, uh, within those meetings is somebody brings up an issue and says, this did not work for us at all. And then somebody gets upset because, to them, it's they not spent an two issue. weeks on that. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, they spent what? two weeks on that crap that didn't work. Yeah, and, it, um, and they realized they should have done it in like three days. Realized they should have backed off, but it's hard to back off. Well, it's not just, it, it, and it's not just that either. It's also the processes. Like one of the things that we talk about in, in, in retros, and one of the things that we try to focus on is not necessarily like code or or things like that. We try to focus on the processes. Uh, behind the uh, the uh, what you call it Um, behind the team like every team has a process in place for certain things and so during retros we try to talk about the processes we try to talk about the behaviors and we try not to focus on hey so and so did uh, poorly They, they did a terrible job things like that and we try to focus on the um the uh, um, behaviors of the team and the the processes and we're trying to improve those. But very often what happens, as I said, is like somebody gets upset 
and they freak out because it's their idea their process was their idea like that that whole thing they were the ones who set it up it's theirs and so they identify themselves with that process that's a bad thing like don't ever if you're if you're ever like coming up and creating a process or doing something don't identify yourself with that process identify just say okay this process i may have come up with it but it may not be right it may not be the end all be all type thing Mm -hmm. and so when people start um identify them themselves with their process they can't separate themselves they can't separate their ego from that process so anytime anybody comes in and starts criticizing the process the person then thinks sits there and thinks oh you are criticizing me and so then their ego takes over and they can't accept the criti- the the criticism however valid it is and they get upset and they they freak out and i see that too many times in retros it's really really bad so process should be a four letter word um uh it's a six letter word or is it seven seven letter word it's a seven yes. letter word for, for it you. should be a coin word um yeah, and it only when you say it. Only when I say it. <laughs> because otherwise, it's spectacular when it's mine. When I Because it's say always it. right. Because my processes are perfect and yours are... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, you are going to break you of that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway yeah you did make a good you did make a good comment here uh about using ego to hide fear and inadequacy do you want to talk about that at all fine i'm going to be mr sensitive today um it's it's obvious right when uh uh when you're not about to tap out when you get upset that somebody gave you feedback that's not constructive on your process it's natural to expand your ego, right? To pound some chest a little bit rather than on the moment stepping back and saying that. But with a little bit of meditation, you can (laughs) feel that ego expanding, your heart speeding up, and you should learn to shut up and and hear people out. And I only say this from a huge amount of experience of being the one that should have shut up. That was not you at all. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of this affects my ego, right? Uh, because that's the other Phil. And this one is perfect. <laughs> and beautiful. So, the most perfect the, Phil. Yeah, yeah. The, um, but I'm I mean, a big I, fan I of wish I had a. I wish I had a Trump voice because I, I, I could do something with that but i can't you I don't have a try voice. give it a try give it a i try. don't i just don't i don't, I don't it's do okay. your voice is spectacular well. anyways anyway anywho, more about me <laughs> and my ego <laughs> the, but the other side is um to cover up fear uh, a lot of people just you know hide between a greater sense of self and sometimes yeah and i think that's great because you learn from that nothing like having a broken arm in jujitsu to oh God. learn that you should have done that. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I do like that we brought it back to jujitsu. Uh, I, I, I absolutely appreciate that. <laughs> right. All right. So I just want to make it about you a little bit. Oh, yeah. it's so nice of you. 
You're so kind. I'm here for you. <laughs> you, you, as long you, as I'm like here. Stro- you like to stroke my ego. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> and after much grooming, it is almost as beautiful as you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of deep. Completely. Uh, <laughs> I so I don't know. I I feel like we've covered a lot about ego and, and and how bad it is, and I'm sure we'll probably get to another book where we talk about ego in even more in even more depth. But let's kind of dive into the um, the business application anecdote that they talked about before that. They, um, I think it's late Leif. I don't Leif. have the Leif. I don't have the um, the book, so I don't know who makes these quotes. Yeah, um, but there's a quote that says the most difficult ego to deal with is your own, mm-hmm. and everyone has an ego, mm-hmm. and ego drives the most successful people in life. Mm-hmm. So the uh, I thought that was a powerful quote because I mean not everybody has an ego like me, yeah. but they should, right? So, if they're as good as me. Mm-hmm. And the um, it's good to know that ego is not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like what I what we were talking about at the beginning, where yeah, your ego can be bad if it causes you to do something that is harmful, and, and that harm, or if it's be, your ego and not mine. Ha ha ha! Uh, and that harm could be something physical to you, but it could also be something. Well, like you could be damaging relationship with your ego, like you, um, because all of our conversations devolve to this. Actually, you know what? I uh, was watching something yesterday. Uh, it was a Q&A and this woman asked this guy, uh, who, this guy who was talking about uh, marriage. It was like a, a marriage conference. And the woman um, actually, yes. Or no, 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 no. 10 of 10, I would say. Uh, divorces are from ego. I, uh, I say they, one in there is from abuse, maybe. Uh, that's a good point. You're right. I can't argue with that aspect of it. Um, so this woman basically came to the uh, to, to the guy who in the, who's giving marriage advice. And she uh, was saying, I, I've had enough. I'm, I'm ready to divorce my husband. I just want to go back to the carefree lifestyle of being single. And he came and said, you know, here's the issue. The issue is like marriages are being destroyed by the attitude slash belief uh, that I am not, let's see, I am not going to continue to do this if the other person is not going to, um, oh my gosh, I got to look this up right now because it is going to burn my head. Um, I'm going to hold on, hold on. It was such a good uh, thing. I'm not going to fill this space. I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening to it right now. So hold on. <laughs> That's right. This is what it is. So he he says that all marriages end up ending when 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 one person sits there and says 
I won't do my part if the other person won't do theirs. Like that's that's was, huge. Was that in the vows? Did he? Was that no, something that's he said in, in front of everybody? He was saying that in that boy the had uh, no balls. I'll, I'll send this to you, and you can. Whoa! What the? <laughs> uh, you can you can watch this on your own at some point. It's so good though. Um, but basically, like she is sitting there saying, "I'm getting ready to leave my husband. I want to leave," and he's like, "I look. A lot of marriages devolve." when people when when one spouse starts saying i will not do my part if they will not do theirs the whole idea being that one person gives up working on the marriage while the other person does not like there's just a lot of different it's just awful um <laughs> the the whole point is like that's an ego thing right there too because you're sitting there you're saying i am Look at me. Look how amazing I am. I am putting all of this effort into the marriage and they aren't even acknowledging it. How dare they? You are going to have an interesting comment. Yeah. Marriage is not transactional. Uh, Phil just typed that in. <laughs> that is 100% true. It is yeah. so true. It's but about the, suffering. <laughs> life is about suffering For life life is about taking up your cross every day and suffering right. um like that's one of the that is one of the things that the buddhists have in my view 100 correct um because they view life as suffering anyway um <laughs> so it's all of, like it's all about that ego that that ego of look at me look how awesome i am and they're not acknowledging it they need to acknowledge it and because they're not acknowledging it and they're not doing it i give up i'm done my it's all about that ego it's all about that and so that's when divorces happens and everything so anywho let's see so what so do you you remember the business anecdote you actually remember these anecdotes better than i do dive into it if you remember it all right so i actually took notes because uh i thought this was Ooh. a good one let's say it's gary which notes. was the fictional name so i can use gary um <laughs> was a mid-level uh manager for a drilling company and he was having a conflict with one of the uh drilling what would you call them? Crew chiefs. Um, yeah. Who, who uh, tried to resolve a problem on his own and ended up causing a couple days of the drill not operating. And I guess this is a big deal because every day a drill is down is to around $200,000 of lost profit income. That's pretty insane. Yeah. Right. So the guy cost probably everybody their bonuses. Um, but that wasn't put in there, right? I'm just, I'm mm -hmm. elaborating. Mm -hmm. um, so he was pissed off because he thought um, Gary thought the superintendent was doing it intentionally mm -hmm. to to spite him, right? He's like, he should have called me, and if he called me, I would have given him the right answer, uh -huh. right? And the superintendent's probably like, this guy doesn't know crap. Uh, tell me if I have to throw a jar. Um, but does, this guy doesn't know nothing. And he just tried to fix the problem and ended up not working. Right mm -hmm. now, it goes on to say that this guy, this crew chief is really good 
And if Gary pisses him off too much, he'll go to work for another company really quick without skipping a beat of income, maybe get a bonus, right? It'll it'll be a loss for his company. Mm -hmm. Um, So Gary's words was the superintendent refused to run that through him, Mm -hmm. right? And this is a quote. And the... um, then he talks about how making the wrong call uh, costs him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to like, this is just me speaking, right? <laughs> um, I have maybe seen some higher up people that think they would have made the great call uh, while they're sitting on their sofa, not knowing crap. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if Gary's right. He might've mm-hmm. been right. Um, knowing what I know from people with a lot of experience is you know the 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 guy might have not have been able to get the right part in for a week or two and try to make the best choice he could have with what he had despite mm-hmm. maybe he's missing some details and that was a problem right mm-hmm. but um i think it's leaf that asks gary says um he he didn't really ask he's like was the guy pushing the boundaries just to see what you do, right? Is he just kind of like a kid pushing the limits of the mm-hmm. relationship, right? And that, Gary's like, that's how he, how he felt. Like he was just being challenged like a man, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is this guy seeing if I have manhood or not, right? And mm-hmm. he's, I'm sure Gary's saying like, I should fire him. <laughs> I, I should light his rig on fire with him tied to it and make an example of him to all those who defy me. <laughs> no, uh, not that I have any experience with understanding what an ego is. So, <laughs> um, and th- then, you know, Leaf goes, can you afford to lose him? And he goes, well, no, no. Then hmm. um, he's like, well, you got to check your ego and talk to him probably in a particular way. Right. Mm-hmm. And the exact words uh, were is that you have to go there and say, I messed up. Our mm-hmm. team made a mistake because of me. Mm-hmm. I uh, his actual term was our team made a mistake and it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think um, there's a lot of I'm just side tangent. I think there's a lot of marriages that might be able to be saved by saying, uh, we have a problem here, and it's my fault, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going out of limb on there. I've had to say it before. Uh, normally, I'm totally at fault. I know that, but <laughs> but I own it. And I have fun with it. So when you have a big ego, you can you can own those mistakes uh, because you have the balls, after all, right, man? Um, <laughs> there, there goes my friends. Uh, but uh, this was a hard hit to Gary. Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to say it's my fault. Right. He he's there. He's like, I wasn't there. If he had called me. Right. I would have avoided the problem because I know better. Or if I was the superintendent, I would have called the supervisor like I was supposed to and done it. And I don't want to say it's my fault. Wow. Um, I'm going to put a big old wow there. Yeah. Um, but I think good news is from what I understood, Gary went and did this. Um and probably patch up relationships. It doesn't talk about that. So I have to wonder. Yeah. Yeah. But he realized he had to, at least in yeah. front of Leaf. I wonder if maybe it, they left it 
off because of timing. Um, like they were writing the book and this was happening and they just didn't want to, they, they didn't know what some the of the stories carry on to multiple chapters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It might've just got a chapter that had been left out. Yep. Because when you write a book, apparently, well, you write a lot and then you cut a ton of stuff. So <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. because everything I say is gold. I wonder if that would make it to the final cut. <laughs> Ego. (laughs) (laughs) But and seeing a lot of that is uh, all a part of what is defined as extreme ownership. Like extreme ownership is that check on that ego. It's going and taking that the, the, the responsibility for things. And that will challenge your ego significantly because Mm -hmm. you all you want to do in that situation all this guy wanted to do was blame the other guy i'm not like that yeah how could it be how could it have been gary's fault he wasn't there yeah they had rules you guy broke the rules and think about it like how many times does that happen in your career excuse me uh at your job like how many times do you see yourself doing that oh this happened this bad thing happened it's not my fault it's this other person's fault yeah hr fired the guy that i needed they wouldn't bring me the right recruitment guy they filtered out the stuff i didn't ask them for they put some weird crap in there why are they hiring this kind of person yes right and or um and that's just or, an ex- HR example because I love making fun of HR. HR is fun to make fun of. Everybody uh, knows this. Even HR know, knows this. It, HR makes fun of HR. Yeah, they do. They really do. Like I've seen some of the HR podcasts that are out there, and they t- like they make fun of yeah. themselves. Is is yeah, yeah, yeah? There's some good ones. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> or even along the lines of oh my gosh, going back to software development because that's where my expertise is. Oh my gosh, this bug got introduced and now the app is crashing in production. It's not my fault. It's QA. They should have caught this, even though you're the one who wrote, worked on that No, feature. even better. I programmed to spec. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. a bug. It's yep. a feature. You can yep. Yep. blow it in the wind. Yep. Nice catch. catch. Thank that you. was a good catch. Yeah. I was wondering to let it go or not, but I caught it early enough. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and all of that is connected to your ego, all of it, every aspect of that, because you're sitting there, you don't want to take the blame. You don't want to look bad. You don't want all these things like your ego is think, think about the old uh, cartoons with the little devil uh, sitting on the cartoon shoulder. Your ego, for example, is that little devil sitting there on your shoulder, whispering in your, your ear saying, I couldn't have made the mistake. I couldn't have done this because I'm good. And I'm this, it was that other person. It was them. They're the at fault. Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. So, so in the end, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. afterwards, I'm yeah, going to talk about it. some examples of terminal ego 
Oh yeah, um, completely. Probably be more appropriate for the closed section. Yeah, we'll wait on that. <laughs> <laughs> term legal is the best. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure term legal has never started a riot anywhere. Mm, yeah, never. Mm. Never. Okay. Ever. Yeah, that we'll, we'll pause on that. I'm gonna hit my first pause button. Phil, <laughs> I'm gonna hit the pause on that one. I'm, I'm going to mute you so you, so you can't continue. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh man. So all all together to wrap this all up in the title of the chapter is check your ego. Just like sit down and check it. When you're in those situations of wanting to blame somebody else for an issue, is that your ego that is having a field day with you? Is is that the issue? Like, and if it is, then you need to sit down and actually do some very deep examination of why your ego is doing that. And in the end, close your mouth and accept your lumps so i mean maybe that's not a good way of saying it no maybe no it's, it's a start it's a start all good things start. start with shutting up sometimes taking a breath it's very true it's very true we'll elaborate so, this in a, in a minute but i don't we usually do <laughs> so <laughs> all right so probably a little shorter of a, a an episode than normal but anyway we are going to switch over now to the closed door session i actually like that let's we're going to call that now this that closed now door. yeah yeah that's kinky. Cool. we're going to be switching over now so we're, <laughs> we're going to go behind uh, the 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 paywall the curtain <laughs> the curtain. The iron curtain. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> awesome. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Awesome. All right, everyone. That's it for this episode, but our discussion didn't end here. We actually went on for another hour or so. If you would like to hear the rest of that discussion or the full unedited podcast, please head on over to do Two Dudes with an opinion.locals.com that's two the number two dudes with an opinion.locals.com and for the just the price of a cup of coffee you can hear that full unedited version and if you want to talk to phil and i directly uh, just buy us a you know trip to mcdonald's that's it that's all we ask anyway if you enjoyed this and like what we are doing, please leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. That really helps us in the charts. If you didn't enjoy it, well, well, I'm sorry. You can just drop Phil a line and, and let him know what you what you thought. And his uh, email is in the podcast notes. So just let him know. He likes to hear from you. Before you go, please hit that subscribe button so you can get the latest episode from us. Otherwise, you can find all of our social media uh, in the podcast notes if you want to connect us with us there. If you do all that, we'll continue bringing you these great episodes, these great discussions. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later.